You're listening to The Final Stand with Pastor John. And uh, going live, obviously. Um, I have some very important information that I'm going to be downloading to you here. And uh, I've had several experiences from the Lord. Um, They're all archived and the evidence is there online that I've had these different visions and such from the Lord. I'm going to shave shave this nasty beast I've got here on my face. But um, (laughs) anyways, it's getting a little rough looking. But, uh, I'm, you know, anyways, it's, it's definitely a digression, right? Anyways. So I'm going to share a very important word right now, and you're going to want to hear this. Um, I'm just, I'm doing something real quick anyways. Yeah, I've got words from up to four years ago. Uh, well, the last couple of years, I've got words about power outages and because um, I've had a lot of them and a lot of a lot of times I don't know if it's just the way I am that God doesn't just give me one uh, he gives me lots of visions uh, about stuff but I've seen a lot of visions about power outages for a long time and the the biggest one was that I had a visitation uh, of, of, of an angel that was eight foot tall that showed me power outages are coming, who also told me that a food shortage was coming. And that video uh, is, um, that's, a, that's a, a video that I did. So, um, yeah, so we've got a lot of different uh, visions that we've done on this subject already. They're all archived and d- dated here on YouTube. Uh, the different visions we've had about uh, lights going out. But I want to share something because I keep on hearing the Lord say the same word. Uh, He gives me uh, the same thing over and over again. He keeps on telling me, prepare. And, you know, there's, there's the tares with the wheats, and I don't necessarily mean that in a sense of some of these people aren't saved, but those who have actually not heard from God but are talking are a problem because they they're a distraction I've heard this word many times from the Lord I heard it in an audible voice in a vision from the Lord uh, where I saw a U.S. military like general on the right hand side and he said to an ambassador, an American ambassador in another country, he said this, he said, the lights are going down, ambassador. So, and I heard this audibly, not a dream. I heard this in an audible voice in a vision. Okay. Plus I, plus the angel of the Lord that was eight foot, eight foot uh, tall that stood over in this area here in this vision it was eight foot tall, showed me that darkness was covering the earth. Plus, the Lord showed me another time uh, in a vision. It was like going to be a power outage. I did a video on that as well. 
And, and so, and I believe there's both a natural and supernatural. And the people, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be able to see me online. You're not going to be able to see me online for a time, I think. I think that the internet is, uh, maybe some of the internet's going to be working. But I'm telling you, it's time to prepare. I, I'm, and I'm going to tell you right now, this video, my, my hair's a little disheveled. I'm not completely, I did a men's prayer meeting here every morning. So, you know, who gets, who gets all fancy looking for men, right? So we do a men's uh, Bible study and prayer meeting here seven days a week. And so, um, you know, I've just, the Lord's like, you need to do this video. And I'm like, I really am tired. I've been running around, um, you know. Anyways, you don't know how busy of a person I am. But the Lord keeps on telling me, prepare, 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 over and over again for days. And I know it's a word for the people. Okay, I've got a solar generator right here with two batteries. I've got another solar generator over there with two batteries. Okay. I've got another generator over here. Okay. This is this has taken a long time to do this. And I prayed and I was like, Lord, I don't have the finances. And then somebody would just say, Brother John, I felt led to send you this money. And I'm like, well, that, that covers all of that. And this has happened over and over again. That's exactly how it happened. I don't know how I'm going to, how am I going to do this, God? And then another brother, boom, I'm going to send this money. Okay. And then the regulars. So we have that. In fact, I've got food supplies here I've got that okay and um, listen so the, the point is I'm not coming here and telling you this and I actually don't believe it listen the internet's going to go down people the lights are going to go out those prophetic experiences they are actually both natural let me just articulate they're natural and supernatural okay and um, so you know, they're natural and they're supernatural uh, situations. Uh, situations, anyways. Um, hold on, just give me a second. Power outages. Just putting this in here because I'm going to do a little search on my on my thing here real quickly for you all. This is for you, okay? Just want to show you something really quickly on this, okay? Um. It looks like uh, we've got a lot of them, but here's one from two years ago. Um, two years ago, and, and you can go look this up. You can verify that I've been prophesying this. This isn't the first time I came out here. I've had a lot of visions on this. This is just one of them. Uh, okay. Prophetic podcast 131, vision of power outages that will happen. Okay. That was from uh, 2020, uh, documented in description, okay? Now, this actually, a lot of that happened. A lot of that happened, actually, on that year, but I, this isn't the vision from the Lord about the power outages. This is just that I actually shared that power outages were coming, and they they actually happened, just like the Lord showed me. Here, let me go there real quickly, but... Uh, um, just give me a second. 
real quickly, y'all. Okay. Okay. So. So in February of uh, 2020, I shared that power outages were coming, and I said I felt some were going to come that year as well. So this is off the subject, but I've got ones that I've been, been talking about, the big power outages that's going to happen uh, in other videos. But this one here, just I documented this, okay, uh, that video uh, I documented, but not only that, uh, it says here, 2020, the worst year yet for power outages in the U.S., Okay, so in February of that year, I said that power outages, that, that I felt they were coming in 2020, I said that. And it's that video, you can look at it. And I've got the, the links below that say 2020 was the worst year yet for power outages in the U.S. Okay, and that's what I shared on my video. Okay, another, another uh, here. So this is another thing. Uh, U.S. power outages jumps to 73% in 2020 amid extreme weather events, okay? That's one that's actually already come to pass and I've documented it and, and that video is Prophetic Podcast number 131, Vision of Power Outages that will happen in 2020. And then they happen that year and I'm, those are newspaper clippings, okay? Those are newspaper clippings from those power outages. Hold on one second. Okay. We need to do this for people because um, they don't know. And they need to know all of this. Okay. They need to know this. Okay. All right. So then we've got all these other ones here. Uh, going back for a long time, sharing uh, that that the lights are going to go out. Okay. Okay. Uh, prophetic podcasts, dream from the Lord, darkness revealed. Um, I think that's actually another subject. I've got a lot of them here, though. Okay, here's one. Okay, persecution, darkness. Uh, vision, prophetic podcast 234, nights of darkness and persecution. Okay. All right. October the 1st, 2020. That I'm saying this is what's going to happen. The Lord showed this to me. Um, another one. Okay. Three years ago, prophetic podcast 74, darkness is coming to the earth. Okay done so many videos on this there's too many here that i've shared um about the angel of the lord and how darkness is going to come now i'm telling you this literally and i have to do this video because the lord has put this on my heart and i really didn't want to do this at all but it just keeps on coming okay one year ago when the lord visited me and told me uh through this angel that was eight foot tall it showed me that darkness was going to come dark the lights are literally going to go out people literally Figuratively, the darkness has come. It's persecution. But literally, the internet is going to go down. Literally, the electric is going to go down. So where do you live? Are you in an area that it snows? Are you in an area like here where I live, where it can get to 110 degrees? How? Literally, this is going to happen. This could be three days. This could be a month. 
Okay. I don't know how long it's going to be. Okay. But I, but darkness is going to literally come. And, um, you know, some of you know, and I'm not whining and crying, but just to give you a little understanding, I, I run a ministry. I'm always active. I'm always, you know, always moving. Okay. Uh, my two, two of my, both of my son-in-laws died last year. Uh, both strange situations. Both of them died separately, but both of my son-in-laws died last year. And I now have my daughter and two of my grandchildren living here. And I'm the sole uh, person driving people around and everything. Plus, I have a ministry. And, you know, I didn't feel like coming on today. I'm just, I was just tired. And, um, but the Lord just keeps on telling me this word about prepare. So, I'm telling you that right now, and um, so yeah, this is this is a very important word for you guys to hear. I know you've heard me say this before, but some of you aren't getting it. Literally, I gotta say this because it's like the Lord is telling me that you gotta do this video, and I'm like, really, I didn't really feel like it. Okay, so literally, people, let's get this down. <laughs> I love you guys. Literally the internet is going to go down. Literally, okay? Literally. When I, uh, I'm getting shadows on my face through the light the way it is. Literally, people, the internet's going to go down. Literally, the lights are going to go out. I heard that with an audible voice. I got too many videos that are there for years of different visions like this. Lights are going down literally, okay? Figuratively, too, yes. But literally, there's going to be power outages completely. Okay, and the lights are going to go down. The internet's going to go off. You're not going to be able to watch many prophetic channels, if any at all. Okay, and so also I will say this: uh, please, if 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 you're still if you're if you're a giver to this ministry, this is how much I know this is going to happen. Please make sell, send it send to my PO box because the banks are are going to go down. I, I think the banks are going to go down during this time. So, how, listen, the banks are going to go down. The Internet's going to go down. Okay? Right? So if you if you have, you know, to, to bless, amen, do that. If not, I, I get it. But I'm just telling you, therefore, I'm also telling you, why do you have all your money in the bank? Why don't you have a personal safe? Okay, you are not a prepared person if you don't have a, a, a safe. And you bolt it down. You put it in the corner, right? You put it in the corner so that you can bolt it against the wall and and you, and you bolt it into the ground, okay? You know, make it the most very unaccessible. Un, un, un have those keys on you. Why do you have all your money in the bank? What happens to you when everything happens and you have all your money in the bank and the, and the, and, and the lights are out? And the banks are shut down. And they say, hey, we can't get our money. Okay. I had a vision that I went to the bank to get my money. And I couldn't get my money because there was all my money was out of the bank. And the, and the banker that was in charge was like, well, get, o- get over it there, cream puff. That's how it is for everybody. Okay. And I've shared that vision that I went to the bank. And I could not get my money out of the bank because it was all gone. And it wasn't me it was everybody's money. They couldn't get their money to their banks. Okay, This bank was open in this case, but there was like some kind of situation where there was no money available because something happened with the money. 
okay? Uh, whether it, it was a bank run, I don't know. But that's another vision altogether. But why is your money all in the bank? Why don't you have perishable food? Why don't you have a generator? Why don't you have solar generators? You should have a regular generator, and then you should have solar generators. Why? You say, why would you do that? See, I've been preparing for this for years. That's okay, for years. Okay, that's why I have a, a gasoline generator and two solar generators. Okay, solar system. Because look at, you get rioting, lights out. You think that you're the only one who's going to want gasoline? Good luck getting gasoline. See, there's a lot of sun, and the sun's still going to be in the sky when the lights go out. Solar generators, you got to get the right one. Okay, they don't they don't work 24 hours a day. Solar generators, they are for a certain amount of time and a certain amount of cooking and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so are you prepared for what's coming? I, I don't do this program and don't believe what I'm saying. I've got a solar generator right here, solar generator right there, and I've got a gas generator here. I've saved, and this has taken me years to get what I have now. Has has taken me started starting on the saving process and everything years ago. Okay, so I don't know how long altogether, but it's taken me. First generator was years ago, then a second generator, then a third generator. And then four generators altogether. Okay, gasoline uh, is only one of them because gasoline is going to run out when people go ahead and when transit shuts down and lights go out, communication stops. How are they going to deliver? How are they going to communicate? And and how are they going to deliver gasoline? Okay, I've shared with you that there's going to be. Uh, I shared with you the vision of about Civil War before. Years ago, I've had people come here on my program that documented that yeah, Pastor John saw visions of Civil of Civil War years ago. Okay, it is going to look like a major Civil War, and I've shared this. But I also told you this: I I think it will be put down quickly. I I think it'll be put down quickly. I've shared that here on this program. It's all documented. Those who follow my program know I've said that and shared that for years. Okay. So I'm just telling you this. Now I'm gonna. I'm, I have something else that I want to share later, but I'm not gonna share it right now. I got a, another prophetic word yesterday, but maybe, uh, maybe I'll share it tomorrow. Maybe I'll share it the next day. And uh, it's a very important prophetic word that I that I that I received from the Lord while I was driving. And um, it's very prophetic word. It's very encouraging, actually, prophetic word. But right now I'm talking about the darkness. I'm talking about the power outage. I'm talking and telling you that you won't be able to watch your your favorite uh, uh, Frank speech or YouTube channel or this. you come to this prophetic podcast. You won't be able to do it because the Internet's going down. The lights are going out. Okay, that is what is happening. I mean, it's pretty obvious that I believe this when I see an eight-foot angel, and he shows me this, and he tells me about the foot, the food shortage that we're now having. And uh, I, I, I share that some of you are on this program now. When you saw me, that I did videos about what's happening now years ago, and you saw all those videos, then you're like, "Wow, oh, that video is like from." 2018, and he's talking about what's happening in the United States of America right now. I noticed I had like 
a bunch of new subscribers and they actually were watching a video that was done in 2018 but it sounds like everything that's happening today and I say what if I told you this was going to happen some of you saw the video that I did from years ago about a, a I said there'll be a worldwide food shortage years ago and it's again back 2016 or whatever and I shared years ago and I say hey there'll be a, 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 a worldwide food shortage I think that one's 2018 I think the other one's 2016 and I say and I think it'll start around, I said, I know this sounds crazy, and I says, but I think it'll start around 2021. And a lot of people subscribe, they're like, wow, it's it's 2022. And he says, around 2021, years ago, 2018, I say, a worldwide food shortage is coming. Okay, and people subscribe, they're like, what in the world? This is literally documented. And before it was ever happened, it was shared. I'm telling you people, this is gonna happen. And, and and so let's just that's so get ready okay get ready get prepared I just want to say hi to people enough on that I just want to say hi to people God bless you Johnny good to see you there brother amen uh, okay spammy God bless you amen God bless you I think it's Annie God bless you Hello. Uh, yes, bless you, Pastor John, in the saints. Bless you as well. Amen. I'm welcome here. Okay, so let me let me get on to something as well. I'm going to do more talking on the kingdom and stuff, but literally, I'm only one person, and it's and it's hard for me to do. But uh, I want to share something real quick, quickly with y'all. If you if you if you can understand some things. Let me talk to you about some stuff real quickly. The Holy Spirit has come to reveal the person of Jesus. There's no salvation in your church. Okay. The body of Christ itself is not a form of salvation. Jesus is salvation. So the church building itself is, is nothing at all. Brick and mortar is not even what the church is actually, literally in the Greek, it's ecclesia called out ones. So it's lively stones, it's real people. But the church itself, the body of Christ is not your salvation, Christ is. Okay, so this is important to understand. And as things hit the world, and as even the end times come upon us, okay, you got to understand something. The body of Christ is not your salvation. Jesus Christ is. And definitely your denomination. Well, I'm a part of this uh, denomination. And this is my affiliation and my association. Well, understand something. That is not salvation. Jesus Christ is. Support. And you say, well, that's real basic. Is it? Because it, it seems like people look to everything but Jesus. You know, people look to psychology. Listen, psychology will get you demonized. I like what Kenneth Hagin said when he cast a devil out of this guy. The Lord told him to tell he was a psychologist, and he told the Lord told him to tell the psychologist stop reading those books on psychologies. On psychology, those demons will come back. Listen, there's only one Savior. It's Jesus Christ. It's not psychology. Okay, the answer is Jesus. So you you might be a part of a denomination. You're like I'm I'm from Bethel. I'm from the Vineyard. I'm from, I'm from the International House of, of Prayer. I'd rather be from the International House of Pancakes myself. 
listen there's no salvation there salvation isn't a person that's Jesus Christ and we've got to get this focus okay healing is there is methods to healing and you say really absolutely there's methods to healing but Jesus is the healer And I, and I mean that. And I, I would say more principles to healing. I've seen a lot of people heal in my life. Lots of miracles. A lot of, the, lot of that, that stuff. I've seen it. Literal, literal, incredible miracles. Okay. In my life, praying for people. And I want to tell you, there's a way to do it. And you say, really? Absolutely. But it's Jesus who heals. Okay. It's Jesus who heals. And sure, men establish churches. But the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 11, that no other foundation can any man lay than has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone and the head of the church. And during this time of darkness, you're going to have to really be in love with Jesus. Listen, the Holy Spirit didn't come to talk about Bethel or the International House of Prayer. The Holy Spirit didn't come to talk about the vineyard. He didn't come to talk about me. He didn't come to talk about you. He came to talk about Jesus. Now, is that biblical? That Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not talk about himself. However, he will talk about me, and he'll talk about the Father. So when the Holy Spirit's moving, we see not people being exalted or organizations or even, even the formulas and ways that God tells us to do things. And I don't want to use so much the word formula, but principles and the way he tells us to do stuff. Formulas are dead and ritual. Principles can be living and truth. And we've got to, we have to get a relationship with God. And, and so even today, I'm not going to be on this program forever, right? Because I've got other things that I've got to do and I've got to maintain my spiritual life. And sometimes I do my programs for three hours. People ask me not to do it, but these programs are not particularly for you. I've got people that are hearing my programs all over the world, okay? And so we're, 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 we don't, we're, not, we're not tailoring it to one person. And this is also a, a spiritual school. And, and the Bible says that uh, Paul was long in preaching. Yes, he was. And you know something? The, this is the truth. That you're, if you listen to the word long, you'll get a bigger spirit capacity. Okay, people have a, have five minute focus on scripture, and that's all they want, and they're out. Let me tell you something. They, they're about five minutes of spirituality. Paul was long in preaching the Bible. He preached so long, some guy fell out of a, a two-story building, hit the ground. He fell asleep during his preaching, and they went and raised him from the dead. So I guess he wasn't in the flesh when he was preaching. I guess he was in the spirit. And sometimes we preach a long time here because we're training people for the end-time army, for the days that we're living in, and people need to get downloads. They need to get manna, too. You need to get manna, Okay. When you read the Bible, that's instruction in, in the laws, the precepts, the oracles, the teachings, and the statutes of God. They teach you the ways of the Lord, okay? They teach you the ways of the Lord, okay? And, and, and we need to know the ways of the Lord, so we got to read the Word every single day. Every single day, because you can have your mind renewed, and then it can become unrenewed. you got to constantly renew your mind. 
okay, so that you're not thinking wrong, so that your perception is not wrong about what's going on in the world, and your perception is not wrong about God, and things get crazy, and your perception is not wrong about yourself, because you've read the Word of God, and you're seeing life through the lenses of the Word, so you see yourself through the Word, I'm the righteousness of God, I'm a king, I'm a priest, I'm in heavenly places, you see God correctly through through the lens of the Word, He's faithful, He's good, He's just, and it's not terrible, things are happening bad in my life, and your values, so God's bad, no, when we see God through the lens of the word and a renewed mind, we see God as good. So here, say it again. When we see God through the lens of the word, we see God right, and we know he's a good God. If we see God through our natural non-renewed mind, if we see God through our natural non-renewed mind, and, and somebody dies, like I had both my son-in-laws die last year, and or you, you have somebody just crash my car, and it's, it's, they totaled my car out. And, and, and that looks bad. And if I'm going to look at life and perceive life through a non-renewed mind, well, then God's not fair and things are bad. But if, I, but if I look through the lens of a renewed mind, through the Word of God, my mind is renewed by the Word. So I, I, I receive through the Word of God. The Word of God is a, the, is the, is changes the lenses in your mind and how you perceive things. So when your mind is renewed by the word, then the lens of your mind is changed. The filter of your mind is changed. So then you perceive, okay, God is in charge. He loves me. He's in charge of my life. He loves me. Amen. He's not in charge of the world. You say God is in charge. God is in control. No, God is in control of the believer's life if they're surrendered to him. But God's not in control of the world. That's unbiblical. God's not, not, God's not, God's not behind uh, sex trafficking. God's not behind uh, methamphetamines. God's not behind corruption. So God's not in control of this world. The Bible says that the God of this world is in control of this world. And we as Christians were to establish the kingdom. I've been preaching about the kingdom. And that makes us people that have to be actively in, in, involved in this earth, doing things. And taking, we've we, we got to be taking names and kicking butts spiritually, literally. We can't just wait around for God to do stuff. That's not that's not biblical, and I'm not going to preach on that right now. Okay, but in these end times, we have to renew our minds because the renewed mind's perception is correct. A renewed mind sees myself right. A renewed mind sees others right. A renewed mind sees God right. Okay. So we've got to do that, and that's why I teach the Word. And that's because we've got to train these soldiers that, that, that maybe your perception's wrong about yourself. Oh, I, I, I'm just defeated. I can never get the victory. You don't know my father. You don't know my mother. You don't know my history. Listen, I know that when you ask God for forgiveness, the blood of Jesus washes you completely pure, and you're a king and a priest. So you're thinking through the, uh, a non-renewed mind or religious mindset. Okay, I, I made a mistake. Now I've got to work myself back into God's grace. Listen, if you've repented and you're forgiven, then you're the righteousness of God and you're in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How you perceive yourself is based upon a renewed mind or a non-renewed mind. A renewed mind sees yourself as the righteousness of God, a king, a priest, a new creation, more than a conqueror. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. All things work together for the good of those who love God or called His per- called according to His purposes and will. I know my thoughts for you, saith the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, and that established 
future. So when you when you're looking through the renewed mind, that okay, we can do this, we can handle this. So so you got to study the word every day, so you can remove the strongholds, so you can remove the thoughts that the enemy tries to slide in there. Okay. Well, sorry, I didn't know I left that thing. I apologize. So you, we, so that's why we we're, we're here preaching the word. So we're not just tailoring this thing. And I know I know that they say if you want to do a big program, only do it for a certain amount of time and all that stuff. But we're not looking for that because because I, I've pastored in eight churches. I'm here to I'm in, I'm here to impart unto you so you can be established unto the end. I want to see you make it in the kingdom of God. So I've got to take time to 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 nurture you to teach you. To, to edify you, to build you up, to give you a, a revelation and impartation of truth. And so we got to disciple people. That's one of the things a part of the kingdom of God. We're talking about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, go into all the world, uh, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. doesn't say to baptize in the name of Jesus. That's what it says in the book of Acts. Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay? That's what Jesus said. I follow Jesus by the wall, by the way. That's who I follow, Jesus. He says, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He says, then make disciples of them. And then go into all the world. Okay. And so what what I'm doing, okay, is doing the discipleship part. Because this is the end times. And people have got to be able to handle what's coming at them. Because, listen, we are under so much spiritual attack these days. We are under so much spiritual attack. I mean, people have given their children to Satan. They, they take their children and, and, and drop them off at satanic schools. And they say they love Jesus. They say they love Jesus and they, they drop their children off at satanic schools. They say, well, I can't afford not to. No, no, you, you've, got to you've got to do something different. Sell your house. Go live in your van. I don't know, man. Whatever. I don't know. If you go buy a mini house or something, you don't put your you don't you, you can't put your children in public schools. What in the world is is is? Oh my! Yeah, I, well, I, I I liked this guy before. Now he's meddling. Really, you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged. You're going to give your your put your children into these public schools, and you think that you can teach them at home? You've got a few hours with your kids, and then you let them on video games and on television, and you've got a few hours with them. Maybe, really, you've got 10, 15 minutes to 5 minutes with them when they get home because they're not really interested in listening to you because you're really not the person in their life. But they're 8 hours somewhere else being indoctrinated with all this baloney. And so, they, and these people are, have, have got degrees, and then they're like, well, you're nobody. And you come, they come home to you, and you tell them God is love, and they're told that they're they were made from a monkey, and they were told that, and they're told that they can pick what sex they are. As people say that they 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 don't listen. They they say they don't believe in biology. Well, let me tell you something. They die like everyone else. I guess they believe in biology. Isn't that silly? No, you and I have got to understand the times we're living in. It is no longer a time that you give your children. You cannot uh, you cannot give sheep to be babysitted by wolves. You cannot give sheep 
to be babysitted by wolves. You can't allow your children to be indoctrinated for eight hours and then expect five minutes of a high five at home is going to change their life and I love Jesus. I'm talking hard today, but it's the way it is. So anyways, just giving you a little, you know, the way the word, things are here. So we're, we preach the word here. And, and because of that, if this is your first time or your second time, I'm just letting you know the word of God. Jesus said this. He said, you're cleansed by my words. And so he said, you're cleansed by my words. He said that in the Gospel of John, if you want to get the Bible involved. And the Bible says that our mind is renewed by the washing of the water of the word. That's the book of Ephesians. So we do that here. We preach the word. A lot of people just want to give, you know, you can have your best life now kind of motivational stuff. No, you need the word of God to change the way that you think. We all need that. You all need that. And and back to this other concept, but I'm just sharing sometimes, you know, newcomers or whatever, what we do here. People will change. If you've been struggling with sin and bondage for years, you will be. I guarantee that Jesus Christ will set you free if you continue to watch this program because we'll teach you how to do it. Because God came to free you. And, he, and, and we'll teach you how to get your prayers answered because God wants to answer your prayers. Okay. God has come to give you life and to give it more abundantly and, and God wants you to have breakthrough. Now, let me get back to this this other thought here. I have a little coffee before I do that though. A renewed mind. A renewed mind. Jesus said this. A renewed mind sees yourself correctly, sees God correctly, and sees others correctly. Even it helps you to understand what's going on. Okay, Some people don't understand that the devil, they're under spiritual warfare. They think it's just their emotion because they don't recognize that they're under spiritual warfare. Listen, people, you're under spiritual warfare. And you need discernment. How do you get discernment? You get it by the word of God. Some of you think, well, you get it by some esoteric way or some mystical way. No, actually, that's not biblical. You get discernment by the studying of the word of God. That's how you get discernment. And you get discernment by obeying the word of God. Psalms 111, I think it's verse 1. It says, good understanding have all they that obey the law of God. When you obey God, it gives you good understanding. If you don't obey God, then you won't have good understanding. Okay. But, but unless you know the law of God, you can't keep the law of God. So you've got to study the word of God. So I'm just telling you, this is so important in these days that you study your scripture that you know the word let me get back to this thing i was sharing so the the study of the word is is the oracles the precepts the statues the laws okay that's what that's what that does that renews your mind but but a, a rhema word is is a is a word that is not a logos word you need the logos you need the logos word for instructions in daily life but you need a rhema word also. Rhema words are words that God gives you. They're now words. Sometimes they're, they're now words that are they're edification. 
their exhortation, but they're words that are now words. Like right now, the Lord is saying people need to prepare. I don't know when this could happen. It could happen. It could happen uh, October. It could happen in November. It could happen any time now. But the internet's going to go down. The lights are going to go out. It's not figurative. It's going to happen. Okay. So you need to prepare for that. But you need to prepare spiritually for that too. Okay. You need to you need to do that spiritually as well. So that's where we get into the word. Because how do we go through all this stuff? And and how do we have discernment? I mean, discernment's essential, right? Discernment's a discernment is uh, essential in, in how you pick a friend, who you fellowship with, where you work, how you handle crisis, understanding what's really going on, what's 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 behind an action or an event or a thing. And discernment comes through the study of the word. It comes through a renewed mind. So if you don't study the word, then you can't have discernment. Okay, so if you don't study the word, you can't have discernment. Okay, thank you. So if you don't study the word, you cannot have good discernment. So you've got to study the word. Okay. So we teach the word here because people have got to get the word in them. Amen. So that's important. I'm going to talk to you about another thing. Okay. But then a rhema is another thing. Okay. You need a rhema from God. Okay. And you can find that rhema by listening to preaching. But if you listen to preaching and you haven't read the Bible a bunch, then you won't discern who is of the Lord and who is not of God. I think a person should read at least 30 to 50 times through the Bible before they 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 um, really start listening to a lot of stuff. Because where's your discernment? The Word gives you discernment. I've lost track of how many times I've gone through the Bible. I've said I've gone through around 50. I've lost track. That's the truth. I've gone through the Bible so many times. You get discernment through the Word. Okay, and that comes through discipline because discipline equals freedom. And, and anybody that that has uh, is bound to something will tell you that I'm right, right? I mean, the heroin addict it doesn't have discipline, right? Discipline equals freedom. Okay, somebody who's a glutton, they'll tell you I'm right. Discipline equals freedom. Somebody who doesn't go to the gym and doesn't take care of their body, they'll tell you that they're honest, discipline equals freedom. See, you don't have freedom because you're not disciplined. And Jesus said that being a disciple is being a, a, a disciplined one, literally. That's what it means. It's one of the meanings for being a disciple, being a disciplined one. Okay? Jesus said, if any man, any woman wants to come after me, let them deny themselves. That word self there is the word suke, which means soul, mind, will, and your emotions. You've got to deny yourself. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. You've got to die, deny yourself. Take up your cross. It has to do with crucifying the flesh. And then Jesus said, and follow me. Okay, so discipline equals freedom. Because prayer is a discipline. Because studying the word is a discipline. 
Sometimes going to church is a discipline. Eating, eating good is a discipline. Not staying up late is a discipline. Rising up every morning early to pray and seek the Lord, that's a discipline. Watch, watching what comes into your mind is a discipline. Watching what comes out of your mouth, that's a discipline. How do you respond to others? That's a discipline. So discipline equals freedom. Okay? But the Word of God teaches this. this. The Bible teaches this. Teaches this. If you read uh, Proverbs, literally the word discipline is actually used in, in, in uh, uh, better interpretations of it. It, literally, the word wisdom in the book of Proverbs really means common sense in many ways. Common sense. Okay. And the Bible in the book of Proverbs, I like one translation I read, it talks about those who are disciplined, those who are disciplined and have common sense. They'll succeed. Yeah, you got to have discipline and common sense. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. And so, but the Bible teaches us that. So it's a source for what we call wisdom, common sense. It tells us, it tells us is you can't sleep in. It tells us is you can't be lazy. It tells us don't be a dreamer with that action. It tells us what I'm going to share right now that may change your life. And here we get into it. Uh, that you thought that was teaching it's just a part of it but here's some teaching that I want you to stay with me because what I'm going to share with you will change your life right now hold on my uh, hold on one second okay all right I'm going to talk about listening now I'm going to talk about listening maybe I'll, I'll do this again but this is going to be powerful it's going to be powerful. You'll never be the same after you hear this teaching today. Never. And it's not an exaggeration. Listen. I want to tell you something. I read Proverbs when I was young, and I realized that the word listen was one of the number one words in the book of Proverbs. And it is considered a wisdom book, and it is considered the wisdom book. And so the number one word in this wisdom book is, is wisdom. Now, if you're a fool, you won't value Proverbs. But Proverbs, according to Scripture, was written by the wisest man that ever lived before Jesus Christ. And he actually talked more about common sense stuff than Jesus ever did. Jesus didn't talk about a lot of that. He talked about some of it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But he was here to share the gospel and reveal the Father. But the book of Proverbs is a book of practical, because wisdom is practical. It's a book on how to live. Okay, so I read the book of Proverbs uh, as a young man, and, and somebody asked me one time, how many times have you read the book of Proverbs this year, John? And I said, I think 28 times. Okay, so the book of Proverbs is a powerful book to give you the tools you need for life, for problems, for questions, for difficulty. Okay, you need wisdom before leaving uh, out in this world. Okay, and so Book of Proverbs is very important. But the Book of Proverbs, really, if you want to capsulize it, it's the book on listening. And you say, but you listen. Would well, you really listen? Because I'm going to show you show you that you may not listen as you as you think you do. Now I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this is not me tooting my horn. 
okay, when I did work in the secular world, um, I rose to the top into management uh, and, and began to run things over and over again in my life. And I, I didn't shoot for the top. I wasn't stabbing and, and, and sticking people in the back or anything. But I would end up being the top person in companies, companies that were doing millions, that were worth millions. I'd become the top in those companies. But I didn't try to. Okay. But I was applying what the Bible said and not knowing that I would end up on the top, I would end up on the top of the company that I was running. That I would end up running, hey, you run this office, an office that's bringing in all types of money. You run this, you run this this part of the company, you run this. And I'm like, why are you asking? You know, they would just say, You're, you can do this, John. And and they, and, but I'm going to tell you something. First, I, I did it because I, it was Proverbs. It was a book of Proverbs. That's the only answer that I have for you. Okay. Now, Solomon says that, that wisdom will give you influence and power. And it'll promote you. And not just wanting to be wise and trying to have the fruit of the Spirit put me in the top position in, in more than one company in my life. Now, I'm 57, and that was several different times. And it also opened doors for me, as I've been a pastor eight different times, it opened doors for me uh, to, to uh, teach at an accredited Bible school. It opened doors at me to pastor at different churches. It just opened doors. It, it, wisdom gives you influence. It doesn't. It's a supernatural attribute of wisdom. Okay? It's just what it does. But listening is the key to wisdom. I'm going to tell you some secrets. Some people hire people to listen. Some people can't handle people who think. And so I, one, one time I was working for somebody, and I also believe this, that imagination, I don't think it's always true, but imagination, uh, Einstein said this, he said, imagination is more, uh, more powerful than knowledge. And, and that's true in many perspectives. And you say, really, absolutely. Absolutely. Because knowledge has limits, right? Height, width, depth, and length. Knowledge has limits. Okay, we they say we live in a three-dimensional world. String theory says we, we don't. But some people live in a one-dimensional world. And if you go work for somebody in a one-dimensional world, okay, they don't want your insight. They don't want your imagination. They want you to do what they tell you to do. And so I've always been an innovator. I've always been an out-of-the-box thinker because I got I came across that that thing that's, uh, that uh, Einstein said, that imagination is more important than knowledge when I was young. And because of that, I started businesses. I've r- r- risen to the top in businesses, uh, um, rose to the top in churches because I, I, I thought that way. But But sometimes, guess what? Somebody's not hiring an innovator. They're hiring you. To, they want you to be a droid. They don't, they, and, and, and so one time I was working with a very young man. I'm 57 now. be 58 here in September. And I was working for a company, and I said to the guy, well, I thought. I said this. I thought. And the guy said this. He said, John, I don't pay you to think. And I went, wow. Okay. Because he was telling me what he wanted. And I was, I actually was thinking, well, we could do this another way and get it done faster. 
And he said to me, John, I don't pay you to think. Now I stopped and I realized he's right. Now the reality is his bad in that situation because I ended up running positions at high, very big, high positions. I ended up making more money than that guy did, you know, doing 10,000 a month. Okay. But he was, see, the thing is, is, you know, he's a one dimensional person, right? And 10,000 a month isn't nothing, by the way, in this world. I've done more than that. I think before I, I forget how much I've made that I've done. That's not even a lot of money. And some of you know that some of you that are out there, some of you think that's a lot of money. Well, you're wrong about that. And, 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 and it, wisdom is what produces money. But that guy, that but he was right. And see, and so if I'm going to live in his one-dimensional world, even though I might be a ten-dimensional person, and even though I might even be smarter than him, if I'm going to succeed with that brother, I got to listen. So listen, you're not paid to think. If you're working for a company, you are not paid to think. If they if they are open to that. You may, but you got to run by any of your thoughts with the people you're working for because, after all, they pay you. Okay? I know it's real basic common sense, but I'm just telling you some stuff about listening. Okay? Another time in my life, I'm working for a guy. Okay? And he's talking to me. And I have risen to the top in companies and been the head guy, and, and, I, and, and, I, and I think to myself, I'm a great listener. And he says to me, John, you're not listening. And I think, wow, this guy doesn't know me. The reason, in fact, I, in that company, I was his top guy. In that company, I was this guy's top guy in the company. I was the go-to man. I had the power. I had the authority. That I, I fired and hired people in this company. I ran everything in this company. Okay, He had put me in charge of everything. And here now he's telling me I don't listen. And I knew that he I was the top guy in his company because I listened. And I was the top guy in his company because I listened. Because if you can't listen to people, you're worthless. Because you, you, you listen, you learn, and you earn. Basic common sense. You listen, you learn, and you earn. That's how I became the best in whatever I did. I listened, I learned, and I earned. Basic common sense, but it's true. That's what I learned. So he said to me, you're not listening, John. And I thought, what in the world? And he said, look, if your mind's going and you're formulating a thought, a comeback, a defense, okay, or if you're deciding what I'm saying is true or false, you're not listening. Because your focus is not on me. Your focus is on, oh, when is this guy going to get over with? Doesn't he know I know this already? Uh, you know, and, and whatever the situation is. Now, I stopped and I analyzed what he said because I knew that he was right. I knew that my mind was going what he was talking. And, and since I valued listening, he said, look, if you're formulating an answer, or a, or a comeback, or a correction, or a defense, you're not listening. So a lot of people have never learned how to listen. And a part of listening, and I'm going to tell you another reason people don't learn how to listen. Listening isn't something you can just go out and do as a skill. Because if you don't have wisdom, sooner or later you'll quit listening no matter what. 
You see what I mean? Because if you don't value people, you don't you won't listen. So if you actually don't look at people and value them, then you don't care what they think. You don't care about their opinion because after all, you might make more money than them or you might be more educated than them or you might be smarter than them. And so you actually don't care what they're saying. See, so there is this humility factor in listening. And so you might learn the principles of listening but not be a good listener at all because you don't understand that people have intrinsic value. And therefore, everything that everyone says matters. And everybody matters, no matter what their income is, their education, or their intelligence. And if you're smart enough, have some wisdom, you'll recognize that you can glean and learn much from everyone. You can even learn from a stupid what not to do. I mean, even even a broken clock is right twice a day. So listening is is very uh, important in life, and it's it's very important in the in the life of the spirit. How do you listen? Okay, how do you listen? So let's talk about some of this today because this is what's going to change your life. Amen. It's going to change your life. Okay, so I talked about some of these things about listening. So Luke chapter 8, 18. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. What? Luke 8, 18. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. How do you hear? Do you hear like, hey, I'm smarter than this person? Who are they? Who are they, anyways, telling me this? When will they get over? I don't agree with this person. I know what they're going to say already. Take heed how you hear. Because you may not really be hearing. And you may have cut off a lot of good wisdom and a good sense and good instruction throughout your life. And that's why you've made a lot of mistakes. Because one of the things about Ramas, I'm going to tell you this. Back to this thing. I'm not digressing. Instruction comes from the word, but rhemas come from, a lot of times the rhemas come from people. And rhema are the bread that God sprinkled out in the desert to feed the people. And Jesus said, man shall not live by the logos alone. Okay. No, he didn't say that. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. Okay. But when he was talking bread alone, he wasn't talking natural bread. I don't believe that. I believe he was, though he didn't use the word logos there, and I'm saying that, be a little whatever, facetious, whatever, but it doesn't matter. The logos there, he's literally talking about the logos. He's saying man shall not live by logos alone, though he didn't use the word logos. He is talking about it. Man shall not live by logos alone, but by every rhema word of God. That is the fresh manna. You can't just get Logos. Logos will help renew your mind and give you instructions for daily life, but you need rhema. You need need words from the Lord for your life. And you get that from from people who are preachers and teachers. But also God will send people in your life to give you rhemas. People around you have rhemas. We fellowship with other people so that we can hear rhemas. And understand that. So there's the Logos. You need it. You need to study it. And the Logos is, is Jesus is called the Logos. So don't think the Logos is, an, is important. 
In Revelations, it says his name is the Logos. He is the Word of God. In the beginning, it says in John 1, in the, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was very God. So when you, if you want to walk in the Spirit, then do whatever the Bible says, and you're walking in the Spirit. Because Jesus said that the words that I speak, they are life and they are Spirit. Now that's John 6, 63. John 6, 63. The words that I speak that are life and they are Spirit. You want to walk in the Spirit? Walk in what the Word of God says. That's the Logos. Those are the statutes, the precepts the laws, the, the, the ordinances, the oracles of God. Okay, you want to walk with the Lord. You need that for daily life. So you've got to study the Word. And that helps, we talked about how it changes your lens of your mind because the Word washes your minds, changes your perception, helps you to see God right. So with the renewed mind, we have a changed lens that helps us to see God as good and loving and kind. With a non-renewed mind, which the word, our minds become renewed by the word. When things go bad, we think God is bad. He's evil. He's against us. That is because you, there's a renewed mind and a non-renewed mind. A, a mind saturated and transformed by the word and a mind that's not saturated and transformed by the word. The perception is different. How you see yourself, how you see others. This is in conjuncture to the word and its penetration and saturation and absorption in your life. And it's application in your life because you have to have application because faith without works is dead. So you've got to do something to him that knows to do good and doesn't do it. It's sin. James chapter four, verse 17. So wisdom is what you do, not what you know. Knowledge puffs up, but wisdom is practical. It's how you live. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. It's doing something. Okay. So, so this is what we, we understand, but listening is how God communicates wisdom to other people. That's how God communicates wisdom. Okay, so listen. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. How do you hear? I think sometimes you hear wrong. It says in, in, the, in the book of Proverbs, it's folly to a person to answer somebody before they hear the whole matter. How many times have you, have you hijacked a conversation? How many times have you interrupted somebody because you were going to finish their sentence? How many times did you say, well, I already know what you're going to say anyways, and I disagree with you? I'm telling you, I guarantee you, you'd have, a lot of you have never done it. You say, well, I, I, was, I was always right when I did it. Trust me, it's a person that, that lets people finish what they're saying. It's a person that waits to hear the outcome of the whole matter. I have learned that so many times when I thought the direction they were going in, they never went. When I thought they were saying something and communicating something, they actually wasn't their motive. They had to go through some different things to get there. But when it was all downloaded, I was like, wow, I'm happy I kept my mouth shut. That's why the Bible says that a wise man can do that. People that know me, they're like, John, man, you are amazing how that you can not say a word. So you're, got a, you're seeing me by a program, but people who know me know me differently. Okay, because I'm preaching and teaching here, but people are like, man, I, I, I've never seen anybody not be to be able to just not say something and be and be silent while everybody else kept on talking. So that's in me in person, not not on a program. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. 
and, and you're able to keep a secret. When I've been told, hey, don't say this to somebody, don't say this to somebody. One time I was asked that one time by a brother, you don't share this with anybody. And he had shared that with five other people in this, that there were, you know, that were close to him. Don't share this with anybody. And he came back, he said, you're the only person that didn't share what I told everybody not to share. They all shared it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I know. And he's like, man, that's that's amazing. You know, because because I was getting hit up. You know, what's going on in this situation? What's going on? What's going on? Even my wife kept on coming to me. What's going on in this situation? I said I wouldn't say You got to be able to listen and shut up. You don't always have to give your input, your five cents. You'll never get 10 cents if you give your five cents away. It just won't happen. So let's listen to this. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken even that which he which he seem, seemeth to have. Now, I'm going to keep on going. Take heed how you hear. The Bible says in Titus, speak evil of no man. So when people are, say, they're, they're Christians, and I'm just speaking the truth, and I'm talking about this pastor or this Christian, this person's ministry, see, take heed how you hear. That person is wrong. The Bible says, speak evil of no man. Oh, I'm just speaking the truth. That is the most stupid thing that anybody has ever said. If you're dealing with an interpersonal situation that's in front of you, deal with it and speak the truth in that situation. But you don't need we don't, you don't need to talk about uh, Billy Graham's son. You don't need to talk about uh, you don't need to talk about these different people. You don't need to do it. You just keep your mouth shut. You say, well, why? Because if you, know, you honestly, if you don't have something good to say, you shouldn't say it. So guess what? I'm not talking bad about the LGBT or whatever they are. I'm not talking bad about the Democrats or the Muslims or the liberals. I'm not doing that. Do I agree with them? No. Do I? Am I changing my stance? No. You could put me in fire, and I'm not going to deny what I believe about them, to whom I just spoke. But 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 I will not attack or or be venomous or hate people. So, because why? Listen, if it, because I will, because it's not. It's there's no point of it. I can say I disagree with that, and it's and it's sinful. But but I don't believe in being uh, caustic, or hateful, or unforgiving, or unmerciful. Okay. And and people get caught up in this, and they think they're 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 righteous. They get on their soapbox. And they preach how uh, how all these people are going to hell. And guess what? They don't change their ways. I don't disagree. But they are full of venom and hatred. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. Self-righteousness, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. Condescending, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. Criticalness, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, we are to love our enemies. We are to love Muslims. We are to love Democrats. So, listen, the church has got to go back to loving. We do not approve of. Understand, there's a difference. We do not approve. We do not agree. But we are not haters as Christians. We are the people that are called, literally, to love people and to show them the love of God. 
Okay. So be careful to, to what does he say? Here he says, be careful how you hear. Well, okay, take heed, therefore, how you hear. How do you hear? Be careful. Now, I'm actually talking, that other part's a part of my, my what you hear, but I'm, so I, I kind of digressed a little there. How you hear is, are you, do you value the person? Do you think that they matter? Do you think that when somebody's talking, they might want to be understood? Do you think that, that the person, when they're talking, they would might want you to value them? Do you think that it's something in the human uh, genome that we want to be understood? We want people to understand us? Do you think that that's a part of reality? Does it make sense? So do you think that listening to people increases their feeling of value? I think it does, and their self-esteem, and encourages them. And then if you do that, you'll find out that a lot of times they're very valuable and have good thoughts and good opinions. If you would not interrupt them before they finish what they're talking about, and you'll never know what anybody is going to say, including me, if you would be around me, if you interrupt me. You'll never know. You can never say, well, I, I knew he was going to say this or that. No, I have learned by listening to people and making up my life of one of that listens to people that I found that to be very false. That's a very false narrative. Okay. So, so Jesus here says uh, in Luke 8, 18, take heed, therefore, how you hear. So how do you hear? I'm going to talk about that. And then he talks about, uh, then I just talked about Titus says, speak evil of no man. It is not okay to speak evil of people. You could speak evil of the of a lifestyle. You can speak evil of a practice. You can speak evil of an action. But you should never target people. Christians don't target other people. We target sin. But we love the sinner. We do not approve of the action. But we love those people who are created in the image of God. We are not ever guilty of being caustic or attacking or harassing people. That's not Christians. Okay? That's a fact. All right. People that have ministries that attack other people, they're, they are under suspicion. I don't attack people. That's That people have known me for years. You're like, why? Why don't, why don't you talk about this person or that person? No, they're not going to do it. Why? Because I'm not, I'm first place, I don't have hatred in my heart here's another piece of wisdom you cannot build up your life by tearing down others you cannot build up your life by tearing down others leverage Using others' faults to promote yourself. Using others' faults to promote yourself. I use the word, I put the word here, it's fulcrum or leverage. Using other people's faults to promote yourself. People that have ministries that do that, it shows that they they, they are very insecure people. And it, and, and it makes it clear that their motives and their intentions are not pure. Don't listen to garbage like that. Don't don't be a part of a church that does that. Target sin, not people, not ministries. If you do that, you've revealed that you do not have a pure heart and that you're seeking 
to promote yourself. Don't do that. That's not that's not that's not godly. So this has got to do to uh, on this is here is to what you hear. And we're and so we're going to show a scripture that actually says that. Okay, leverage using others' faults to promote yourself, your ministry, your job position. That person is weak morally and has weak character. Recognize that. Stay away from ministries, people, churches that do that. That's wrong. Okay? I don't agree with Calvinism, but I don't need to mention Calvinist pastures and then and then sit there and talk about them every single day. This that's not necessary. Okay? Because I'll, I can target a teaching but I will not target a man or a ministry that's personal. And I'm to love my enemies. And that's not very loving. Does it make sense? Leverage, using others' faults to promote yourself. Does that sound right? No, you know that. Why? That's, that's self-evident, isn't it? It's self-evident inside of your spirit. You're like, no, I know int- intuitively he's right. Attacking others to promote yourself, it's wrong. So those who do that, you should be suspicious of them. You should know that's wrong. It's okay to mention sin and it's being wrong, but not people, not names, not targeting ministries. That's wrong. Okay? All right? So this this falls under Mark 4, 23. Jesus talked about this, really. If any man have ears, let him hear. Let him hear. This is this is Mark 4:23. Mark 4:23 and 24. If any man have ears, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. Oh, now take heed. So we, we Jesus said, Take uh, uh, take heed how you hear. And now he changes it, and he says, Take heed to what you hear. See, why would you listen to? Why would you listen to people talk about how they hate the liberals? Why would you listen to people talk about hate, how they hate the Democrats? Why would you listen to people that talk, say that they that how they hate the LGBT? Why would you listen to people that that are talking hatred? Why would you listen to people that are saying let's get guns, get guns and overthrow the government? Why would you listen to people like that? Why would you be in, involved with that bitterness and hatred? Why would you do that? That's not the fellowship of the Spirit. We're to pray for this country. Pray that God will remove those who are corrupt and wicked, and he's going to do it shortly. Okay, he's going to do it shortly. But don't be angry and bitter. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. So, take heed what you hear. Oh, it doesn't matter what I listen to. Oh, I listen to I listen to secular music. It doesn't matter. No, take heed of what you hear. Take heed of what take heed to what you hear. Oh, it doesn't matter. I send my kids to the school. They're teaching them all the sex edge craziness, and they're teaching them atheism. But it doesn't matter. No, take heed what you hear. It does matter what your children hear. You're wrong, and they're getting eight hours of indoctrination next to your five minutes because you're tired that you don't even talk to your kids and the rest of the time you let them on the internet or on the, on television so how much time do you actually spend with your kid is it eight hours so how can you compete your 15 minutes to someone's eight hours your five minutes to someone's eight hours 
how can you compete with that? You can't. So you drop your sheep off to be babysitted by wolves. You're, you're violating the principle here. Take heed to what you hear. Take heed how you hear. Take heed to what you hear. We're talking about how you increase in wisdom. How do you hear? And what are you listening to? It will affect you. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. So therefore, discipline equals freedom. Trash in, trash out. It does matter. So take heed to what you hear. It does matter. Take heed to what you hear. With the measure, same measure, it shall be measured to you and unto you that here shall more be given. So if you hear, you're, if, you're, if you learn, you'll learn more. Proverbs actually says, keep, the, keep learning, otherwise you'll lose what you've learned. Proverbs actually says this. Keep learning, otherwise you'll lose what you've learned. See, wisdom isn't something you gain and then that's it. You have to constantly be renewing your mind so that your perceptions are right, so that you have a king. What am I talking? All of all this is the kingdom of God, right? This is all the kingdom. So if you want to have a kingdom perception, you have to have a kingdom mindset, which is a kingdom lens, which which comes by a mind that's renewed by the word of God. So it's important to do this. Okay, and one of the ways also is listening. And listening has to do with the rhema, getting, getting a fresh word from God. you got to listen to the people that are around you. You've got to value and appreciate people that are around you. You cannot look at people and, 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 and not value them so that you can always hear from everyone because everyone's important. But even if, even if you thought the person was a babbling idiot, don't you think it's morally correct to listen to people, to value them, that their opinion is important, even if it's wrong and you know it? Don't you know that you'll make that person feel better if you'll just listen to them? And that's why I say if you just want to look at rules of listening, you'll stop because you need the wisdom of why you become a listener. And wisdom the reason that a person, be, they have the wisdom of why they become a listener is because they recognize that everyone's created in the image of God and they deserve the respect and appreciation that you listen to them and you care what they say and that you let them know that I care what you say. I, I want to understand your opinion, your thoughts. Instead of just shutting, saying, look, I'm a Christian and you're going to hell. That's it. Shut up. Now, why don't you listen to it? Are you, I, that's not going to change the way that I think. But I might find out this person has been hurt or abused. Maybe they've been. They, maybe there's the corruption in the church growing up or whatever. But if I just just shut up, you're going to hell. I'm, and and don't actually listen to the person, okay? But see that you tell the person if you're preaching to somebody that's you know way off or something, you tell them listen, okay? That maybe there's some LGBT or person or something. You tell them, okay, I listen to you. That goes two ways. It's only fair now that you listen to me. But you got to listen to people. And you can never expect someone to listen to you 
if you don't listen to them. We value others, they value us. We give and we receive. What we put out, we get back. How we listen is how we'll be listened to. And this is the way that, this is the path of wisdom. Okay? All right? All right. All right. Keep on going here. Okay, if you're formulating a response, you're not listening to a person. If you're formulating a response, you're not listening to a person. So we're talking about listening, and we understand that Solomon talks more about listening. He said that a person who receives correction, that's listening. A person who receives rebuke, that's listening. He says love instruction, love advice, that's listening. He says, my son, listen, pay attention. That's listening. That's focusing. Pay attention. Not be letting your mind wander off while somebody's talking, formulating a response, an argument, things that will stop you from listening to people. You're hurt. If you're hurt, you got to deal with the issue of being hurt because you'll never hear what a person is saying if you're hurt. So therefore, unforgiveness pollutes the filter of what we hear. Well, this, this is good teaching, isn't it? Unforgiveness pollutes the filter how we hear. It pollutes the lens from which, how we perceive and see things. Even though we think we're listening and hearing, we are not. Hurt, prejudice, prejudiced, hurt, will affect the lens and the filter that how we hear so we cannot have offense in our heart towards others and listen. We can't be angry and listen. We can't be hurt and listen. We can't be offended and listen. This shuts off our ability to hear and our thinking becomes critical of what they are saying. Defensive so that it doesn't actually penetrate and will miss the meaning altogether. Because hatred like pride it corrupts everything. So these are things to watch in yourself when you go to listen to somebody. Check yourself. Make sure your heart is right. Make sure you're in a spirit of listening. You know you can be in a spirit of listening. And you can be in a spirit of not listening. You can have a defensive or offensive spirit around you where you can't listen. So... Do you have a spirit? And is your spirit, is, do you have a spirit to listen? Or are you just going through the formalities of listening? Well, I listen. Go ahead and I'm going to do what he says. You got to, the Bible says, he that answers a matter before he hears it, it's folly. I'll let the person talk and when they're done, I'll give them, I'll tell them off. You're not listening. You could never hear what that person is saying with that attitude. You are, you are unwise. That is not listening. That is not listening. Okay. Something the person says, okay, something the person says, um, 
brings to mind something that uh, is similar in your own life that is either good or bad, but it's totally unrelated and you can't wait to share it. You're not listening. If somebody's talking about something, okay, and it brings something up in your mind, good or bad, that's happened in, in their own life. So I'm listening to somebody, let's say, and it brings something up into my mind that has happened, whether it's good or bad. I'm listening to somebody, they're talking, what they're saying, I relate to it. It brings to my mind something that has happened in my life, good or bad, and then I can't wait to share my input, though it has nothing to do with the conversation whatsoever. Okay? That is not listening. That is not listening to that person. And it shows that you don't value the people. It shows that you're suffering from narcissism, and you're going to railroad right over that person to hijack the conversation. And that is really bad character. Very bad, very bad character. I mean, it's like it's not an unforgivable sin, but it's bad character and you need to mature. Stop doing it. Grow up. Okay? Okay, so listen. And now something that someone is saying brings to your mind a good or bad experience of something that's happened in your life that is not germane to the conversation, not relevant, not pertaining to the conversation, has nothing to do with the conversation at all. But you can't wait to hijack the conversation and to give your 10 cents. Wow, it's all about you, isn't it? Now, somebody else is, is talking, but they don't matter as a human being. Your input, your five minutes of fame, you got to get it in there. You're not listening. You're not listening. Okay? All right. So these are ways to, to understand, are you listening or are you not listening? Okay? Get a little screaming of the kids in the background there. Okay. Other ways to know if you're listening. Planning a response or defense or an answer or thinking they are wrong or, or thinking this thought, who are they that I should listen to them? These are ways to know you're not listening. Okay. Okay. Planning a response. Planning a defense. This, you're not listening to a person if your mind is doing this. You're not listening. Seeking an answer to give them, you're like, oh, I'm going to answer them with this. That's not listening. It says in Proverbs that the person who interrupts a person before they finished what they're saying, it's folly to them. You are wrong. Are you listening? You're wrong. If you interrupt people before they finish what they're saying, you are wrong. Period. Solomon is right. The word of God is correct. You're rude, by the way. It's obnoxious. I personally cannot stand that. I will tell another person, and I do this in Bible studies, I will tell a person to be quiet who interrupts another person. I don't care if they're, they're, they're older or younger. I will shut them down in a heartbeat. 
when somebody does that, I'll say, excuse me? They didn't finish what they're saying. People that know me know, no, I do not go for the interruption thing. One thing, one thing my mama taught me, that it is rude to interrupt somebody. Let a person finish. It's gracefulness. It shows that you have dignity about you. It shows that you're a graceful, intelligent person. You let someone finish, no matter who they are. And if you're a narcissist, you think, well, they're nobody. Well, you're a narcissist, so you, you, need, you need help. Everybody has value. Let them finish. Show them that you appreciate them, even if you don't agree with them, even if they're not saved, even if what they're saying is wrong. Show them that much love and respect. And then tell them, I don't agree with you if it's wrong. Being rude is not a fruit of the Spirit. Actually, in the book of of 1 Corinthians 13, it says love is not rude. So being rude is not a fruit of the Spirit. Let a person finish what they're saying. Okay. So on, on this subject again, here we go. Okay. Listening is not having the thought, well, they're wrong. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Or this thought, who are, they, who are they that I should actually, who do they think they are that I should actually listen to them? Oh, wow. Major narcissism going on there. I used to have that thought when I was younger. That, I don't hear that thought in my head. When I was younger, I used to have that thought. And I nailed that thought and I crucified that thought. Because that thought is very self-centered and narcissistic. Who are they? They're a human being. They're created in the image of God. They deserve my attention. They deserve my respect. And they deserve that I should try to appreciate and understand them and listen to them and comprehend their view so that I could give them value. That's why. Okay. All right. We should let other. Uh, we should let the other person or others complete what they are saying, and give them uh, respect and time to finish sharing their thoughts. Okay. Yeah, and many people are not really listening, but they're just waiting for the person to finish so they can hijack the conversation. We should really try to understand people. Because love is wisdom. Knowledge puffs up. But the Bible says love is the greatest. And so to love people is wisdom. So you should really try to understand people and hear their viewpoint and value them. So that you care about their opinion and what they say. That's important to do. That's called listening. Okay? We need to do that. Okay? Okay, so we discussed these, this concept of listening. And so we see the word rebuke in Proverbs. It says a wise man receives rebuke. What's that? Rebuke, that's he's listened to something somebody said. The, the, the book of Proverbs says that a wise man receives advice. So he's listening to what's being said. It says in the book of Proverbs, receive instruction. So he values what's being said. 
The Bible says, hearken to what others say. Pay attention to it. Listen to it. Okay? Pay attention, which means you're shutting off other voices. You're focusing on and valuing that person. And you're li listening to what they say, whether you agree with them or not. You'll, res you'll, you'll gain their respect for doing that because you're giving them humanity, even if they're wrong. You're showing them that they are humans and you love and respect them. You're creating the image of God. Okay? All right. All right, so let me hold on, y'all. There you go. So God bless y'all. Again, Johnny, God bless you. Lily, God bless you. Amen. I'll see you all out there. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. So today, you know, Jesus, when he resurrected, it said, for 40 days after, he taught concerning the things of the kingdom. He wasn't doing motivational talks. Listening is a part of the kingdom. We see it right here in the New Testament and the teaching of the kingdom of God. Some of you asked me, would I continue to teach about the kingdom of God? So we see the scriptures we read that Jesus said, uh, be careful how you listen and then be careful to what you hear. And this is a part of the kingdom of God. So how you hear is what Jesus said in the one scripture. How do you hear? So we discussed, we discussed this. Okay, so this is a part of the kingdom of God, and this will help you to advance in all places and stages of life, your ability to hear and to listen. Okay, now this isn't my saying, but it's a true saying. How you, if you hear what others don't hear, see what others don't see, you'll know what others don't know, and then you'll be able to do what others cannot do, and you'll be able to go where others cannot go. So this is very important. Okay, this is very important, right? And um, God bless you, amen. God bless you. And I, and I will say this as, in finishing, the Lord did give me this. He gave this to me personally. He gave me this understanding personally. Okay, but I can't take credit for it. I did not receive this understanding from man. And because of that, I, I, I've got to acknowledge that. I sought wisdom. I cried out for it every single, like every day, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. And, and since I was a young man, I've asked that prayer over and over again. So I want to make sure that you understand this isn't just like, you know, from people. I've actually got this through spent, spending time in the book of Proverbs and asking and praying for understanding because you know so just in case you're like well that's a really good advice yeah it's the Holy Spirit okay and I recognize that because you got to give all glory and all honor to where it's supposed to go and that's Jesus Christ okay because again it's not about a man in a ministry it's about the man Christ Jesus who was God manifest in the flesh and we want to do the work of the Holy Spirit wherever the Holy Spirit's working he's always exalting Jesus and the Father so we understand that wisdom comes from God. He's the source of wisdom. He's the source of wisdom. And uh, so it's important to have wisdom. And this is a very important thing that will help you in your life and your relationships. And I know this is going to help you. I know that. How many of you today appreciated uh, the lecture and uh, 
if you're going to watch this program later and you see this video later, please would you, uh, you know, please would you like? It's very important that you like these videos. It's very important that you uh, uh, make a comment. Please, that's something I don't ask people to do, but please make a comment. Even if you watch my programs, come back later. If you watch them live, please come back later and make a comment because it does help us to get past the algorithms, okay? And this ministry is a teaching ministry because Jesus Christ came to transform us into his image. And the Holy Spirit's come to change us in the image of God. And God wants his people free. So we can't just do talk about prophecy. We've got to teach the word so we can equip the church for the work of the end times, okay? So we want to get this out there. So please make a comment. Please like it, okay? So other people can learn and other people can hear, okay? Because I have a heart for people. I pastored uh, several different times in my life, and I have a that type of a heart. I want to see people grow and mature, okay? And so we're given some useful, practical advice and wisdom today, amen? So if you appreciated the teaching today, which is the message again, it's, it's staying with the, the, the narrative of the kingdom of God. Um, let me know if you like this message. Uh, you can make a comment right now and let me know if you liked it. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jill. Uh, I appreciate it when you guys let me know your response. And uh, because I'm, I'm listening, see, because you know why I asked that question? I listen. I ask you. I said... You know, and I can't always do what people tell me to do because I, I simply am human. I, I end up, you know, got to take somebody to the hospital, got to give somebody a ride for several hours, got to take care of, you know, children, whatever, got to do counseling over the phone for people because, as you know, as a pastor, you got to do a lot of stuff. So sometimes I cannot do the things that I plan to do and want to do, but I listen to people. So I've asked, and, and other people told me to continue to teach about the kingdom. So we've come back and taught more about the kingdom because we listen, okay? We listen. And a part of listening is you hear what somebody's saying. You may say, hey, look, I don't have the time to do that. It's not going to work in my in my schedule to do that. And our vision here in this, in this ministry is not to give like five-minute snippets, but it's to prepare the church. So we're going to have to preach a while to do that. And and because spirit increased spirit capacity it comes with increased hearing. So if you've got a five-minute focus level, that's where you're spiritually at. Or you can sit there and glean and receive the word and be built up spiritually and be transformed. So if you don't have much endurance in hearing and teaching, you're not going to grow much. Because there's no high, there's no hacks or shortcuts or silver bullets in the Bible. Uh, there's no hacks and shortcuts and silver bullets in the kingdom. So if you're going to grow... It's going to take some time and, and self-control to sit and listen. Some people, they can't do it, so they can't watch a program that's long because they don't have that discipline. But discipline equals freedom. So the truth that you would hear, you're not going to hear because you don't have the patience to continue. Okay, and that's why I say you're going to be transformed and changed if you watch this program. It is going to happen to you because the Word of God can never come in your life that it doesn't wash your mind, change your perception, and cause you to become a conqueror. It's just the way that is. Amen. And we're and that's what Jesus came to do. Amen. So God bless you and thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Well, I appreciate all your thoughts. I'm, I'm reading them down there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. God bless you. I'm hoping that we can just, we're, I want to see this put into your life. 
so that you can become a great listener and that will accelerate you in every area of your life. Amen. Listen to God. Listen to others. Listen to the word of God. Be teachable. Amen. And and being teachable means that you get rid of the offense, the pride, the hurt. Okay. The Bible says there's nothing worse than an old king that cannot be taught. In other words, the person had wisdom at one time, but they, they thought they became the pinnacle of wisdom and didn't need any more wisdom. And according to Proverbs, it tells you that if you are not continuing to learn, you'll even lose what you have learned. So you have to continue the practice of hearing. Be a hearer. Make hearing a part of your life. When you come to hear of teaching or preaching, when you go to listen to people, become a hearer. But yes, take heed how you hear into what you hear. Amen. This is Pastor John. God bless you. Thank you for watching the program. And this is a nonprofit program. So uh, we actually, uh, you know, we're not fed by the Holy Spirit. And uh, we pay bills. And we, we have rent. And we've got a ministry. So we do appreciate you giving because this is what we do uh, as, as a ministry. So we appreciate it. God bless you. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.